seen the movie Night School? I have, and I enjoyed it. Not just because I'm a Kevin Hart fan, but because, okay, I'm going to confess, it was majorly because I'm a Kevin Hart fan. But something happened the day I saw that movie. So I saw that movie with a friend, and at the end of the movie, he asked me a question. He asked, what is dyslexia? And it got me wondering about just how many people out there might not know what dyslexia is. And this was what inspired me to talk about our topic for today. But before we move on, allow me to officially welcome you to the very first episode of the Back of Your Mind podcast with your favorite podcaster, Alex. If you find this content insightful, do remember to subscribe, like, and rate this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. And also drop your reviews on social media and tag me at your fave Alex and at the back of your mind underscore pod on Instagram and on Facebook. Now, sit back, relax as we embark on this insightful journey together. back it's still the back of your mind with your favorite podcaster alex so like i said earlier we're going to be talking about dyslexia now dyslexia is a common learning disorder which affects the parts of the brain that is responsible for language processing so in people who have dyslexia the part of the brain that is responsible for language processing letters and letters is not functioning the way that it is meant to function so for people who have dyslexia they're going to have issues like collect connecting letters to the sound that they make they said that imaging scans in people with dyslexia shows that the part of the brain that should be active when reading does not work properly so as a result of this people who have dyslexia are going to have issues reading spelling writing and speaking now i'm going to break it down to the easiest form for us to understand but before we move on i'd like to point out that i am focusing on dyslexia in children now adults also have dyslexia but today i'd like to focus on children now my reason being this children who have dyslexia have have difficulty learning in school like i said you have difficulty reading you have difficulty spelling you have difficulty writing so imagine a child in a class and the child is struggling with these things but the teacher has no idea what dyslexia is the parents have no idea what dyslexia is so because of this they can't help the child and they'll most likely feel like the child is just lazy doesn't want to learn or is simply a dullard so you can imagine the kind of stress and emotional trauma that that child will be going through so i would like to focus on dyslexia in children today to educate everyone but most especially parents and teachers about dyslexia and how to handle dyslexia in children now moving on i would like to give us an example of difficulties that people children who have dyslexia would most likely face and i would like to use the example of the small letter b now there's a way that teachers teach the alphabet in schools today they didn't teach us that way but students of these days there's a way they teach them the alphabet and 
during our days it's just a for apple b for ball c for cat d for dog but now they link the letters to the sound they make to make it easy for students to read and to make it easy for them to also spell so they teach them this way letter a sounds a a as an apple letter b sounds b b as in ball letter c sounds k k as in cat so teaching them this way makes it easier for them to um, learn how to read and learn how to spell and also when they when you're teaching them this way it makes it faster for them to learn how to how to read and faster for them to learn how to spell but for a child who has dyslexia it's going to be quite difficult for the child to catch up with his or her peers now an example is the letter b the small letter b now we all know that the small letter b and the small letter d look alike the the only difference is the position they are facing now we know that children make this general mistake children in nursery classes children in kg children in classes where you start teaching them how to write the alphabet of the letter you know those ones that you might need to hold their hands or those ones that you don't even necessarily need to hold their hands and you're teaching them how to write the alphabet of the letter and it gets to the small letter b you show them the small letter b you show them the small letter d and you ask them to write it out there is always that confusion they will most likely write the small letter b as a small letter d and write the small letter d as a small letter b now with time when you keep correcting them they would catch up and understand and be able to differentiate between the small letter d and the small letter b and they will now understand that all oh, small letter b is facing this direction and the small letter d is facing this direction but for a child who has dyslexia it is going to take that child longer longer period of time to be able to grab that this is the small letter b and this is the small letter d take notes i did not say the child would never learn it i said it is going to take the child a longer period of time to be able to differentiate between those two letters so what does that mean it means that when you're teaching the child who has dyslexia you have to be patient with them you can't teach them the way you're teaching every other child you can't be too um if you're if, you, if it takes you five minutes to teach the entire class how to write all 26 alphabets believe me you a, a dyslexic child is not going to understand a word you just said so you're going to have to take extra time to teach that child now there are three types of dyslexia there is the primary dyslexia there's the secondary dyslexia and there is the developmental dyslexia now the primary dyslexia is the kind of dyslexia where um, the child should I say inherited it from the parents let me use that word so what this means is if a mother has dyslexia she most likely have children who, who have dyslexia or at least one of her child one of her children would have dyslexia if a father has dyslexia it means one of his children most likely have dyslexia so that is what the primary dyslexia is now there's the developmental dyslexia now this happens when a woman is pregnant and probably there are complications during pregnancy and while the fetus was developing the parts and the brain was developing there was a, the part of the brain that is a, that is responsible for 
language like i said earlier that dyslexia is a disorder in which the part of the brain that is responsible for language isn't working the way it should now in developmental dyslexia while the woman is pregnant and the fetus is developing the brain while the brain is developing if there are complications during pregnancy and the part of and the brain does develop right it could affect that part of the brain and the child could end up having dyslexia then the third one is the trauma dyslexia now what is the trauma dyslexia the trauma dyslexia as the name entails trauma can occur when somebody somebody is involved in an accident probably the person hits his or her head on a very hard surface or the person was involved in a car accident that affected the person's brain and on that trauma dyslexia sickness can also cause dyslexia sicknesses like um, dementia sicknesses like stroke could cause dyslexia so those are the three types of dyslexia there's the primary there's the developmental and there's the trauma now if you notice the primary and the developmental dyslexia can happen to um, the child from when the child is still growing up and for trauma could also happen to the child child could probably be be involved in an accident could have gotten involved in an accident while the person was still little or it could happen probably when the person was still a baby you know how some people carry your baby and they don't carry your baby well and then your baby falls from the person's hand and just hits the head on the wall on the floor it could lead to trauma trauma dyslexia but now trauma dyslexia can ha- also happen in adults so you're already grown but you probably had an accident probably from the age of at the age of 18 2021 it could lead to dyslexia so those are the three types of dyslexia the primary the developmental and the trauma dyslexia now there are just some symptoms for you to look out for for you to be able to tell if somebody if a child might most likely have dyslexia but in as much as i'm asking us to look out for symptoms i would advise that you take that child if you notice any of these symptoms in the child don't just conclude and say my child is has dyslexia Take that child to a specialist and allow them conduct their tests on the child and then be the ones to confirm to you that that child has dyslexia and then you take it off from there and know how to handle the child. Now, here are some of the symptoms that you should look out for in your child to know if your child has dyslexia. Now, there's a generally slow reading. Like I said earlier, they would have issues connecting words to the to the sound letters to the sound that they make so this could lead to slow reading it could lead to trouble spelling and they could mix up words like i said about the small letter b and the small letter d and they could um, have problem processing language they would be behind their peers in language skills they could take longer to speak so if you have a toddler and the toddler has gotten to the age where the, the, the child is supposed to have started saying certain words but the child is still not saying those words and the child is probably still giving you baby talks it could be dyslexia now it could be dyslexia but it could also be autism but it could also be dyslexia sorry i don't know if i confused it there but autism could also hinder the child's speech but then again dyslexia could delay the child's speech so they could take longer to speak and they could take longer to learn how to write and like i said earlier they would mix mix up letters and they would mix up words 
difficulty knowing the difference between two letters and there is one very funny symptom that I discovered while watching a documentary an interview rather that was carried out with children that have dyslexia and they were asking them some of the problems to go through and they all mentioned one particular symptom that struck me they said that letters tend to to appear blur on the board or in their books and sometimes it seems like the letters are jumping around so that is one other symptom that they would have they are reading what the teacher wrote on the board or they are reading what is written on the book and it just goes blur they don't have eyes problem their eyesight their sight is very good but that is one of the symptoms the letters can turn blur or they could be jumping around now if you've seen the movie night school you would you would remember that there is a scene in that movie where several scenes actually where Kevin Hart would sit in the class and probably the teacher is writing something on the board or or he's looking at the system and you see that the words are work, are jumping around and it looks like the words are coming out from the board or coming out from the screen and he's trying to use his hand to pick them and arrange them back. Now, that could look like it was his imagination but that was just them trying to portray to us what happens in the mind of someone who has dyslexia so they said that the letters it looks like letters are jumping around in the book or on the board now one very important point to note like i said earlier that when you're teaching such a child you need to take time you need to be patient it doesn't mean the child is never going to get it the child is not the dullard the child would get it but the difference is they cannot learn at the same pace as their peers who do not have dyslexia would learn so you have to be more patient with that child and that brings me to this next point one of the very one very important point for you to note when you're dealing with children who have dyslexia is that dyslexia has absolutely nothing to do with intelligence i'm going to say that again dyslexia has absolutely nothing nothing nada zero has nothing to do with intelligence and this is because it has been proven that people who have dyslexia they are just as smart as people who do not have dyslexia so the problem here is not that they are not intelligent the problem here is not that they are not brilliant the problem here is not that they are dullards the only problem is you have to be patient when teaching these kids you can't spend five minutes teaching tolu who does not have dyslexia you want to use that same five minutes to teach tunji who has dyslexia you're going to feel woefully as a teacher and as a parent you have to take more time to teach that child you have to be patient with that child so you need to understand this that children who have dyslexia are not dollars because dyslexia has absolutely nothing to do with intelligence now a an educational psychologist known as lv brown she said that children who have dyslexia have the desire to learn and that they will try to meet up with their peers but when their strategies do not work they become disappointed in themselves and they become frustrated and that's when you would see them being withdrawn you know they don't have friends they don't associate especially in an environment where the, the, the teacher notices that this child is not doing well in the class 
and rather than you try to find out what the problem is you begin to make fun of that child in front of the entire class and by doing so even if you don't because some teachers actually directly encourage the classmates the other classmates to make fun of that child but in a situation where you don't directly do it you just make fun of the child and tell the entire class i don't want to see you make fun of the child believe me the moment you are not there those children are going to do exactly what you did children do not do what you tell them to do they do what you do so you cannot be making fun of particular students in class and you're telling your 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 your, your other students I don't want to see you make fun of this child and you think they are going to listen to you. They are not listening to you. The moment you leave, they are going to do it to that child. So you can imagine the kind of emotional pro- trauma you're causing to that child when you do that to that child. And couple the fact that this person is trying so hard to meet up, this person doesn't know. This child doesn't know that he or she has dyslexia. So he or she doesn't know how to help him or herself. So they just do it the way every other person does try to read as much as their peers read try to take extra classes you know try to pay attention in class but everything fails and at the top of that you as a teacher or you as a parent you're making fun of that child you're calling the child negative names and when you're done the classmates are going to take it up from where you stopped imagine what you're doing to that child emotionally the amount of damage that you're causing you notice the child wouldn't have friends in class the child becomes extra aggressive and defensive why because the child feels like the entire class is against me if they ask me to spell something and i stand up and i spell it wrongly everyone is going to laugh at me and they're going to make fun of me that child becomes defensive and aggressive so once you're coming at that child the child is always ready to fight ready to defend him or herself now i'm going to give you a very good example so i happen to be an educationist and before I became an educationist, I used to teach in a nursery school and there was this particular student that they brought to me. He had issues with school generally, like he couldn't read, he couldn't write and according to what I heard, he had repeated that class. That was the second time he was repeating that class. So the parents said, oh, they want him to have extra lessons. I said, no problem. So during the time, during the period of the extra lessons, you know, his other peers would always be so excited, wanting to do extra lessons, right? But the moment he gets to this boy, boy's turn, he will just start crying. Immediately. The moment I just say, bring out your book and your pencil, he is already shedding tears. It was not until I had to sit him down and talk to him that I realized that the reason he felt that way was because he said in his words, every time my mommy asked me to bring my book and buy room, she always beats me. So he automatically, that thing registered in his head that if anybody says, bring your book and your pen, they are out to beat you. So it took a lot of time for me to correct that in the child's mind. And then he became comfortable around me. And that was the, that was the only way I could teach him. If I had not done that, I could have spent one year with that child and he wouldn't have learned a thing. He wouldn't have learned a thing from me. But because I was able to correct that in him, take out that fear he became more confident in himself and more relaxed and he was able to learn so teachers need to be careful the things you do to your students the things you say to them you never can tell the child might want to learn but like i said the child might have might have um dyslexia so rather than make the child feel less about him or herself you need to understand that such a child needs special attention and these kids want to learn they really want to learn they just cannot learn at the same pace that their peers 
would learn so you need to come up with a strategic way to teach such children and you know carry them along and not make them feel left out in the class so these here are some ways that you can help children like this if you discover that you have a child like this in your class you need to stop the negative labeling like i said earlier on teachers do this some teachers do this you notice that the child in your class is struggling to learn and then you tell, you think that the best way for you to get the child to learn is start calling the child names and start embarrassing the child in class it never works i've never heard that it works in any place so you need to take note of that stop the negative labeling you need to create a positive and encouraging class very important positive and encouraging class like i said earlier on you cannot be throwing words negative words as a student in your class and expect that his classmates his or her classmates are not going to pick it up they will pick it up and by doing so you're not creating a positive and encouraging classroom rather what you are doing is creating a negative and discouraging classroom in fact you're creating a toxic classroom for that child the child is not going to want to come to school anymore so rather than doing that you need to not sideline the child and give the child the impression that you don't want to involve him or her in classworks making the child feel invisible and unwanted so whenever you want to throw a question to the class make sure you pick that child out and ask the child but you need to be careful because if you do that the child might think you want to make fun of him or her so this is what you can do to make sure the child understands that i'm not trying to make fun of you i'm just trying to make you understand that you can do it after you ask the child the question even when you know that the child is not going to get the answer correctly when the child gets it wrongly what you can simply do is ask class to clap for him or her you know encourage the child and tell the child, oh you did very well you did wonderfully well sit down and then at the end of the class you can call the child up and say oh this was the right answer this was what you should have said and this was what you should have done when you do that you're boosting the child's self-esteem now another thing you can do is to give the child positive examples give that child positive examples what can you do watch the child as teachers as parents we need to be very observant you need to know what your children like you need to know what the students in your class like what their interests are so if you have a child in your class who is a fan of football take note of that child you have a child in your class who is a fan of um, let's say Hollywood movies take note of that child now this is what you can do with that information when dealing with a child who has dyslexia you can give that child positive examples of people from that field of his interest of his or her interest who actually have dyslexia but are doing well career wise and otherwise there are a whole lot of examples you can use now Kara Knightley the lady who acted Morgana in um, what's the name of the series again Merlin has dyslexia Orlando Bloom the guy who acted Legolas in Lord of the Rings has dyslexia Daisy Bussell Chris Robshaw has dyslexia there are a whole lot of other celebrities out there who have dyslexia you can just pick one or two that you know that the child is interested in and bring it up to the child and tell the child that hey you have dyslexia yes but you know that your favorite actress your favorite actor your favorite footballer your favorite newscaster your favorite cartoon character 
has dyslexia but they are living their best life and they are doing well so it's not the end of the world for you you can also do it and you can even do better what this does is it encourages the child in counseling we call it positive modeling it encourages the child it gives the child somebody to look up to it gives the child somebody to motivate him or her and make him or her want to actually do better and want to um, overcome what he or she is going through so the last thing that you can do very important educate people get educated first of all then educate people get yourself educated then educate others one of the things that pushed me to talk about this today was the desire to educate others after my friend asked me that question so it got me wondering just how many people actually know about dyslexia especially parents and teachers so educate yourself and educate others this way you're not only helping yourself but you're also helping people especially children who are living with this learning disorder so let's not forget dyslexia has nothing to do with intelligence stop the negative labeling and as for teachers create a positive and encouraging environment including parents create a positive and and encouraging environment in your home create it in your home so thank you so much for joining me on this amazing insightful episode do not forget to like subscribe and rate this podcast on whatever platform it is you're listening on and send us your reviews and tag me on social media at your faith alex and the back of your mind underscore pod on instagram and on facebook thank you so much you guys are amazing do not forget what i said educate yourself and educate others see you in our next episode i love you all.